our geek, where everyone is a geek about something, and where we cover your pop culture landscape through our geek lens. I am your host, Ms. Shannon, and here with my regular co-host and podcast life mate, Mr. Jason Satia, the executive director of the Twin Cities Film Fest. Hello, Jay. I will start with Happy New Year, although we are a little early, but it will be pretty close, so I feel like that's appropriate. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Happy time. At home. Oh, wait, we've been doing that for nine months already. We are proficient. <laughs> we are proficient uh, at home right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, everything else is uh, clicking along. Everybody in my household and in my proximity is safe and healthy, which is always good. Yes. Um, had a good uh, good holiday. Uh, watched a couple of uh, movies that came out, supposedly, you know, the big blockbusters that streamed. Perfect. All right. Well, I'm going to pause you on that because I have questions yeah. about that. That's what? We'll no, there's no questions. Pause. Everything pause. Is fine. Pause. Everything you is know good. how we do this show. Why are you acting like you're so mm-hmm. new? Stop it. Because I, before we get to all of that, I want to make sure that we say um, hello, happy holidays, and happy new year to our guest geek this week, a good friend of ours, Stuart Sutherland from Prestige Beverage. Hello, Stuart. Stuart, of hello, course. Hello, hello, hello. Stuart is uh, armed differently for this show. For everybody that watches uh, the video version of this, Stuart is one looking very festive. I applaud you. You're a handsome man, Stuart. But also, uh, of course, since you um, are our expert and our guest geek friend who is most proficient in adult beverages, you have a glass of what are you sipping on today? I'm drinking a little Josh Chardonnay right now, one of my favorite affordable Chardonnays. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Salud. There you go. Boom. And so, Stuart, I want to let you know um, one thing. You have uh, a particular crown achievement of all of our guest geeks that we have had over the years, and I'm not even sure you're familiar with this, but you have the uh, – it's an award that we should probably make. <laughs> Jayden and I, we should have made a, you an award or at least a certificate. You are the winner of the most drunken episode a world. I remember that. Yes, yes. So a few <laughs> holidays ago, for anybody who knows uh, uh, our, the many iterations of Be Our Geek, uh, Jayden and I have been doing this for a while, and so a few holidays ago, back when our show used to drink on the show, that was part of the show, is I would make up, and sometimes Jayden would make up, a quote-unquote interesting beverage. So on our holiday edition one year, um, Stuart brought in... Um, if I remember correctly, it was a Twins, a, a Minnesota variety of, we'll call it Bailey's. Do you remember what that was, Stuart? It was it was walnut cream from Chankaska Winery <laughs> uh, down south. That's what we started with. That was fantastic. Everything was, everything was good. <laughs> uh, this was before Jayden turned into a silly Anderson Cooper type <laughs> persona. <laughs> but well, yeah, we, I remember that. Okay. Where I, we went wrong, Shannon, I'll let you go on. Do you remember where we went wrong? Yes, okay, okay. I'm going to sum up because, first of all, we usually that was we usually do two shows when we record. And so before that, just to, uh, just to bring you a little bit more up to speed, on the episode, because we, we filmed two episodes that day, Stuart. So before we even got you on air, we did a previous episode where I brought in a bottle of champagne that I had been holding on to for oh, right. about 10 years. And so we had already yeah, but- consumed that. Then yeah. Stuart, our good friend and our guest geek who is most expert in all the adult beverages, brought on not only that um, walnut liqueur, you brought in some wine in a can, which we all uh, had yep. some. Uh, you brought in some, and this is when I think you're going to say we want to want to rye, some baiju, which I have Correct. not been familiar with, but it's a Chinese liquor, right? Correct. That Correct. It's a sorghum-based 
Chinese white liquor, and yeah. that means white liquor in Chinese, the largest selling spirit in the world because it's Chinese and the Chinese people drink it just like, you know, like it's it's a part of their culture. And it's super high proof, and that's where we went off the rails. Right, because we did that. I watched it happen, and I was part of it. <laughs> and then we did. Yeah, and that then, was part of that. And then we had an additional bottle of champagne that you brought. Then we when it, <laughs> then we finished with Le Grand Dame from Bouclicot. And wonderful. at that point, this was a Sunday afternoon, wasn't it? Yes. Yep. And I, we ended up at Punchbowl Social afterwards. And just the whole thing, I, I, think I had to get picked up by somebody and brought right. home. And, I, and I, was, I'm still writing a pop letters on that one. That was, <laughs> that was a great Sunday afternoon. Actually. It was, was a great Sunday afternoon. wonderful. But uh, as far as the aftermath goes, normally, uh, just a little behind the scenes for everybody who listens to Be Our Geek. And if you're listening for the first time, uh, you know that we normally seem very organized. Uh, we do hope that you love the show. If you're listening for the first time, go out there, like, subscribe, and find us again. But uh, that particular episode, I normally don't edit these episodes very much. I just kind of like trim the beginning, trim the end, hit publish. Now, I listened back to that episode one. It was twice the length of what our episodes normally are because we were drunkenly rambling. Two, and I should have pulled this clip, Jayton is my favorite drunk for a couple of reasons because Jayton is one of those very nostalgic drunks. So when he gets drunk, it gets very you're my best friend, and I wouldn't want to be around anyone but you. Exactly. And so he was, he was drunk and in, and in love with all of us. And my second thing. Really, kind, of, kind of giggly. Kind yeah, of giggly, too. Yeah. And uh, the whole thing was funny. Was a lot I, of fun. I talk a lot anyway, and I get super rambly when I'm drunk. And so my favorite part of this, and I'll send you this clip also, Stuart. There's a oh, point boy. near the end of the show. Um, because that was, again, our holiday edition, because we had you on about the same time of year, and it was also Jayton's birthday. Um, so uh-huh. I brought in the Charlie Brown Christmas song, you know, that dun, 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 that piano-y thing. So there was a yep. point of that particular podcast where Stuart and I decided to sing Happy Birthday to Jayton, but in the cadence of the Charlie <laughs> Brown. <laughs> so it sounds like the super old-school lounge singers, like, Happy Birthday, <laughs> Dude. And I'm like, oh my gosh. When I listened I think, back to I think, that. I think, the, I think the, the, the title of that show was Stuart Saves Christmas. I, I think and I don't know if saves anything, but we, <laughs> I, I, will tell our, your, I will tell your listeners out there, your viewers, that if you want to change somebody's personality, find a bottle of Baijo <laughs> and have them drink about a third of it with you and another person because you don't need more than a third per person nope. and just watch the fireworks start. It's a lot of fun. Agreed. Agreed. It was my favorite. And also part of the reason why you are a favorite, and we are going to get to uh, some of your tips on what um, cocktails and what um, adult beverages you think that we should uh, be following as we move into 2021. Before I get there, I saw this article this morning. It was uh, in Forbes magazine, and so I wanted to bring this up to both of you. And what it is is it was uh, – it was um, – it was it was published the day that we are recording, and it's in Forbes magazine, and here's the headline. It says, The Underwhelming Response to Wonder Woman 1984 and Tenant Highlights the Differences Between Streaming and Cinema. I'll give that to you again. The Underwhelming Response to Wonder Woman 1984 and Tenet Highlights the Difference Between Streaming and Cinema. And so I want to ask you both, did either of you have a chance to see either of those films yet? I've seen both. Okay, I did not. okay. Stuart, have you seen okay. either? 
I'm, nope, it's okay. all Jayton on this one. Yeah, and I'm in the same boat, Stuart, and that's why I thought it was interesting and I want to bring this up because Jayton will know this about you. I am normally a person that uh, for both of these type of films, for both Tenet and Wonder Woman 1984, I would have rushed out to the theaters and would have already seen them, possibly seen them twice because I have two primary groups of friends that have a tendency. Like, it's one of those things that Jayton and I have a tendency to see, like, a preview of it, so we would go see it, and then my friends would go, they'd want to see it, and we'd have a tendency to go opening day or maybe like the day after so I probably would have seen both of those films at least more than once now but because of what's going on right now in my life and because they are streaming I haven't seen either and there's something about the fact that they're streaming because I was thinking about this after I read that article for me it feels like it has lost that sense of pageantry and immediacy now that it's streaming. So, Jaden, what do you think? Because you managed to watch them both. What yeah, do you think? and I watched one of them in theater. Mm-hmm. I watched Tenant in theater. And then I watched Wonder Woman last night. And two different experiences, two different movies, of course, both blockbusters, both that were delayed multiple times. Um, I, I would say, again, Christopher Nolan film Tenant, you know, you got your... Those are your classic superhero. Um, sorry, the Wonder Woman's are your classic superhero films that you would watch in theaters. Right. Tenet is a thinker, yes. right? Because Christopher Nolan films are thinkers. Correct. Um, I enjoyed it in theater. Mm-hmm. Now, was it too confusing? Yeah, but I I went when the theaters were kind of struggling to stay open. Right. When we could still go to the theaters, they weren't shut down, uh, so I felt safe. There weren't that many people there, so I, first and foremost, I feel I felt safe in the theater going there, and uh, it was an enjoyable experience. Now, do I need to watch Tenet again? I will, right. because it's a Christopher Nolan film, and it's heady, and I want to get back to it, and I want to watch it. Maybe uh, I'll watch it again on streaming. Uh, again, just kind of pause it, kind of get my head around it, and then go maybe go back a little bit. Um, for Wonder Woman, that movie is built for the theaters, and it, it, it's it's disservice what happened last night right. when I had, when I watched it on again, I don't have a giant screen. I right. 60 inch at home. So it's still decent size. Right. Um, but I was watching it with my wife, my sister-in-law, mm-hmm. my father-in-law and my six year old. Right. And we, Stopped the movie four or five times because people had to go pee break. Yes. Yes. Go get some food. <laughs> um, People were talking during the movie, which I am not a big fan of. Right. And but we and can't yell at them when we're at home. Like, I can right. yell at people. And they the were, like, side commentaries happening, and I had to pause the movie a couple of times. I'm like, can we just watch this movie mm-hmm. without, like, keep this stuff to yourself? Because that's not my experience. I, that's why I go to the movie theater where the expectation is you don't talk. Right. But at home, you can't do that. Um, however, the, okay, so let's talk about the films itself. Tenet, good film. Best Christopher Nolan film? No. Okay, fair enough. Uh, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, uh, an okay follow-up to the first one. How much did uh, you like the first one? I liked the first one a lot, actually. Okay. I, I quite enjoyed the first Wonder Woman. This 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 one, obviously, is a, there's a lot of social commentary, and it's all about truth and tell your truth and Truth is the biggest asset you have. It's a big morality film. In it is. It is a huge morality, you know, over over the top morality um, baked into every comment. It's fun in that it is 80s. Yes. 
Yeah. And they do they do give homage to a lot of the 80s elements that we all come to love, the the color palettes, the outfits, the music. Um so that brings you back. Uh, right. So that those are fun. Chris Pine does a really good job mm-hmm. uh yet again uh in the film and kind of adding that um little bit of a um a sense of fun in superheroes movies that that we all and from what I read, Gal does a fantastic job. You know, I'm a big fan of her as well. Um, oh. I, I, it was really one of those things that I was thinking about it. Because, one, Jayden and I, uh, we talk about this all the time. Like, we have, because there are so many streaming service options out there, we had kind of started a thing that, and, it, okay, for everybody out there, we know that this is kind of cheating. We had a thing we were doing called Pass the Password. That's part of it, is that I don't have HBO Max, and I didn't, I didn't want to see this one because I'm not that big of a DC fan anyway. I didn't want to see it enough that I was willing to start an HBO Max subscription over this one. I did want to see it enough that if I if I had had more time in my schedule, I would have gone and see it in the theater. And so that's what I was like. I wish normally I I, I wish that I had made that appointment or destination programming like I normally do films. Um, and so I, I do agree that I think right now the thing about streaming, it is fair because I think that it's making it more accessible. And, Jayden, you and I talk about this all the time, you know, when we were deciding what to do with the Film Fest, you know, with the Twin Cities Film Fest and things. Because you want to make it accessible. You want to make sure that people feel safe, you know. But I do agree that it is difficult to create that same feel even if you have a fantastic home theater system, there's something about that loss of destination programming and going and seeing it and adding it that in that I think we aren't good at yet. Does that make sense? You know what? So let me actually add add to that, but come from a different perspective. The accessibility of watching these bigger blockbusters at home gives you more of a bandwidth to – Curate your experience the way you want in your living room. Fair enough. We have Stuart, Stuart right here. Stuart can you know, talk about this. Uh, a, a custom drink that only you can make okay. in front of you at your home, sitting on the couch, that adds the extra element that you perhaps miss at movie theaters. Right. Um, you can make whatever you want. You know, does that make sense from a, from a culinary standpoint? You can make a night out of it. Right. But um, I don't think we're doing that. I mean, some people are. Like, I have some people that yes, are. Yes, to your point, we're right. not doing that. Right. I mean, I've not, been thinking about that and having, should I have a date night with myself when I do these things? And I just, I keep having grand plans that I'm going to do that and then don't. So, Stuart, like, for you, are you, you know, are you better because you live in the adult beverage world? Do you think you're better at creating, like, date nights with yourself and your partner? <laughs> If, well, when it comes to movies, maybe, yeah, and we've done that a few times, but, I mean, one of the excitements of going to a movie is to find out just how much a Coke and some popcorn <laughs> could cost you. Fair enough, fair that, enough. Yeah. I, can't, I can't enjoy a movie unless I've got a $4 glass of 12-ounce Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah. That adds to the excitement to me is just how outrageous that is. But, right. um, you know, the other part of that, I think, and we do theme nights where, yeah, where you're you're making cocktails and things. That is fun. It's also cheaper, by the way. Yeah. But right. uh, I think the, the, the booming noise of blockbusters, Jaden, is what I would miss 
you know, in, in the dark room and, and the screaming. When you when you I didn't see Wonder Woman, but I gotta I gotta imagine that in a theater it's a loud movie because I'm yeah, sure it there's is. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of the a lot of the comments that are coming. Yeah, a lot of the comments that are coming are more around. It was made for the theater experience. Correct. Superhero yeah. movies are made for bigger, right. in your face. So what you tend to do at that point is, if the story isn't there, you 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 dive into the visuals. Right. You forget a little right. bit about the story. You're like, yeah, okay, fine. But like, look right. at this incredible uh, experience, visual experience that I'm having, and you really can't replicate that at home regardless right. of what kind of both systems you have. Right. That's or how point. many cocktails you put in yourself. But exactly. uh, if you do need to experience the surround sound, I mean, we have a little plastic plate under our TV that my girlfriend Yoko thinks directs the sound towards us. <laughs> that's, our, that's, our, that's our sound system. That doesn't quite do it. That's a good one. I like it. I love your lady friend, yeah. though. She is one of my favorites. Yeah. She is quite a genius. Uh, but Jane, I came up with that plan. <laughs> Jaden, I think you've brought up a good point because um, we know that some of our favorite franchises that were built for the flat screens are still epic in nature. Like we can use a Game of Thrones, yeah. we could talk about the Mandalorian, all of those things. Um, that that I think you brought up a good point. Although they are action or superhero in nature, um, they know that they're going to be on a small screen, so they do have to still lean into the story. Um, yes. And you're yeah. right, because there's not going to be anything to, pre- to – there's nothing to save them if the story's garbage. And you're you're right, because I remember and – it, 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 and, again, I don't want to poop on DC movies, but you know I'm not a big fan. Um, right. I just usually – so I'm like, Wonder Woman is one of the only ones that I was, I was like, okay, I'm okay with this. Justice League, I'm like, C-minus at best. I found it entertaining, <laughs> but – that's also because I saw it in the theater, and you're right. I'm like, this looks amazing, and that was really right. neat, and the way they did X was great to watch. Do I want to see it enough again, or did I like the story enough that I'm willing to watch it again at home? Not at all. Like, I haven't pulled yeah. it up once, once I could stream it. Um, I haven't watched Aquaman once because I didn't like the story. It was neat to look at it, and I was like, well, that was cool, and I liked the way they did, and wow, okay, in the ocean, all that. Um, so... I could get, especially since we thought that we were only going to be able to see Wonder Woman 1984 in the theaters, and so they held it, and they pushed it, and they held it, and even they were surprised when they're like, yep, now we're dropping it both. Even they were like, well, wait a minute, that's not what we made. We didn't make a movie that was supposed to be on the small screen, and so now that people are hating it (laughs) or going, it's boring, does it get any better? You're probably right, Jayden, is that there's just not... Since it was not made to be right. emotionally stimulating on a small screen, it's just and I think I might have read the, there was a comment of like this. Huh, again, I don't know if I agree with this, but there was a comment from a from a somebody at Twitter. I think it was a critic that said, "If you think this is boring, you haven't seen any of the substantive movies of other Marvel or or DC verse." So meaning like this is paranormal. You just haven't experienced this because you don't just watch it on your laptop. You right. watch it on the big screen. Story, this is your basic superhero comic book story. This right. is a character from the comic books that turns into this gem, right? Like, this is true. This is how else can they do this? Right. Um, so I thought that was fascinating to, you know, I think there's more story now than ever yep. um, in Marvel or DC. 
uh, verses, but I, you know, this was kind of like, I wish I would have just seen it in the theaters. Right. Well, so from, a fam- from a family, co- from a cost standpoint, what, what is it, what did it cost to stream Wonder Woman? What, what, uh, what is that? Oh, it's just an HBO uh, Max uh, subscription, whatever it is, 18. Whatever, whatever's in there. So, and you had five, four or five or six people watching it. Yep. I mean, look at the cost savings. If, pretend my, my Coke, 12 ounce Coke, it is about $3. I think popcorn, yep. which costs nothing, is about $3. So yep. if you, you, you know, I think this uh, people movie watching public on those type of movies, family type movies, might get used to yeah. saving a lot of money by Absolutely. having popcorn and Coca-Cola at home and watching it in the living room. I mean, oh, that's, sure. a, that's real money, right? Definitely. Right. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, the thing that I was also concerned about is that I have a friend. Um, uh, they, um, uh, are, they own a, a second-run movie theater. And so I was extra concerned about them because, they, you know, they did that. There's one of those places where we do comedy shows and then they show second-run movies. And those aren't going to exist. So I think some smaller theaters, um, you know, and we have some 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 staples here in the Twin Cities that are those second month movie theaters. Um, they're even in more dire straits than our big budget big theater chains uh, because there yeah, were people that would go, okay, well, you know, you would go to a place like the New Hope Cinema Grill with your family, and it was more economical. It was a second month movie. All of you could get in there. You can get a flat, you know. You know, a flat bread and everybody would go, and that was one of the places that I would take my son uh, to go and see a movie. But you're right, Stuart. Now I'm like, well, you know, we got, I guess we'll just watch it at home because is yeah. that experience, especially now that there's no benefit to the studios to hold them because that was part of it is that they'd have their big release, then they'd have their secondary market release, and then eventually they would come to streaming, and you could get a DVD or go and get it at a red box. Now, the fact that the studios are already went, yep, we did our best, and we can't hold out anymore, and we're not pushing anything off anymore, we're just going to send it to our streaming services. The streaming services aren't really prepared to hold them no. either. But we're, assuming, we're, we're, we're all assuming things are going to get better here, and, and, I, and I, mm-hmm. I firmly believe that even nine months of change in behavior may not be permanent in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think if we can, I think there is an advantage in a, a romance to being in a cinema in a dark room with somebody super tall sitting in front of you where you got to go back and forth <laughs> to see the movie. There, there's a charm to that. And, and again, you know, paying all that money for food, it's, you know, it's something that we, we kind of, right. I, I think we like it in a certain way. I think we can, I think we can come back to that. I think it may change. Maybe like Showplace Cinema in St. Louis Park, right. where you live, one of my favorite places. You go up in the VIP area, there you yeah. get a bottle of wine, the flatbread, Shannon, like you indicated, mm-hmm. they've got that. That's a nice experience right. in that giant room with all that noise. I And the wine's reasonable there, and yep. the food's reasonable. Yep. That's still, I, I think we still got to focus and stay the course on that, because I think that's still entertainment that you don't get on your, on your couch right. at home, quite I frankly. Think, yeah, and I think the other thing that we'll appreciate um, about it is that as much as we love our families, um, and, and I'm saying that there are certain things where you had curated a different community that you did different things with. And right now, all of those things are shrunken. Um, sure. And so Jayden and I wouldn't have to worry about whether our kids talk through the movie because we didn't take them. Like, we would just, right. you know, there was a reason. Love his wife. Didn't take right. her. She, right. She never, we're like, do you nope. want to? She'd go, no. We'd go, cool. And then we would right. just, it, it, there was no pressure to have them even enjoy 
Sometimes the, with, sometimes the movie you're picking is based on that strategy exactly. of leaving people behind. Absolutely. Yes. I don't want to see it. His kids, my kids, neither of them, they're watching because we've made them. They don't Correct. care. So we're like, good. So Jaden and I could go and have, you know, go through a bottle. We'd go through a bottle of wine at the Showplace Icon Theaters and watch this movie and then sit in the bar and then finish off the wine and get to talk about it between two people that cared about the movie. Correct. <laughs> that's then, a great time. And then let's, nobody, hope that, yeah. let's hope that goes on and on and on. Right. 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 I mean, I agree that I, I think that as much as we are glad, and we talked about this last episode, Stuart, as much as we talked about um, – there's certain things that we're very excited about, how they're expanding certain uh, films to, like, you know, we've specifically talked about everything that's going to come out on Disney Plus last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's reasons why I want to watch that. But as I was reprocessing it, at you know, and kind of listening back to that episode, Jaden, here's what I was thinking about. Oh, my gosh, that's so much pressure. It's so much TV. It's so, you know, there's a lot. And I think that's the other reason why I like seeing films in the theater is I get to just go see them, experience them, like them right. or not like them, whatever, and then go on to something else and not have to feel that pressure of, I have to do this all the time. Am I getting my money out of the subscription? How much stuff do I have to watch? What other things should I put on hold so I can stream all the things? I don't think I'm good at that yet. Well, Stuart, let me ask you, let me ask you a bigger question, right? Because from a, from a business standpoint, my job is to keep the theater experience alive, and I, mm-hmm. not because it's my job, because I personally love what Shannon just mentioned, right? Going and immersing yourself, like much like what you said, it's that ritual of standing in line to get your popcorn. You know that you're overpaying for it. You you right. know you're you know it. And by the way, that's where the theaters make the, the money that they make it right. on concessions. And I think that's also transparent right. as well. But then you go sit down and, you know, ideal scenario, you're in an environment where it's conducive to laugh out loud or mm-hmm. um, like emote, whatever, whether it's, you know, you could be crying in your seat. Nobody's looking at you. It's dark. But you know everybody else is feeling the same thing. So you have this community around you that you don't even know but they're all experiencing the same thing. So that's my job. My job is to curate that from a, from a film, from a film side, from an independent film side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had to pivot and we did our majority mm-hmm. of our festival online this year. And, you know, as we're planning 2021, you know, I'm doing my best to, to keep that theater experience alive, again, not knowing what's going to happen when the vaccines are available versus are people ready to go back right. or not. That's still yet to be determined, right. like their comfortability on that. Um, but I know certainly had many comments from, again, we were, it, it was by luck of the draw, because we were digital this year, we had more states participate, more participants from different states. We had 30 states participate in our festival this year. And those comments from those individuals who were not in Minnesota, who would have typically, like if you're in Minnesota, you would come to the festival, Right. Right. But if you're not, you're just going to miss out because it's showing in the movie theater and you can't physically be there. Mm-hmm. Tell you, I had so many comments saying, will you please keep the remote digital experience alive for us as well? Because I would love to participate in your festival next year. So moving forward, when you talk about the, the potential change that is going to continue, that, you know, that is going to be the norm now. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I can't say. I think the festival is going to have an, a digital element to it moving forward. Because yeah, and I think demand as, it, right. as it should, right? I mean, and, 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 and I think, you know, one of the nicest for people that aren't in Minnesota and have not gone to show place and done the, the film festival, one of the delightful parts of that is the, the VIP either before or after room that you yeah. have there. And, and, the and parties the, uh, and all that right. stuff, yeah. You can go in and have a few drinks, talk about the movies, go see the movies, come back afterwards. And that whole experience and the digital thing, you don't quite get that. But I think that, you know, we can have both. And I, I don't know the I don't know the financials on the what the theaters in St. Louis Park get on the the the, the, the film festival, and because I, I just don't know. But um, you, you need both, right? right. And the fact right. you have, the fact that your stuff is first run, the fact right. that, right, that you're not going to see it right away if you don't see it then. Locally, the fact that you bring in some of the stars that are in these movies and the producers, yeah. and it makes it a, a great deal. So I think that people in the film business and people that are into into uh, that sort of thing, they want to see what you're doing live if you can do it. But you can't always do it. Right. But I, well, I don't think we want to see yeah. Guns N' Roses on digital versus live going into 2021. <laughs> First-run movies are like concerts. You want to say you were there and you saw it. And in this case, you happen to have wines and, and cool craft cocktails at that event, and it's it's always been great. I don't know if I answered well, how your does question. That, how, does that, how does that experience relate to you and what you're doing from your business? Because you talk about concerts and, you know, again – Talk about from from a from a spirit side, from alcoholic yeah. side. How is your business either adapted or and or is going to continue the change that it's been on the trajectory, but modify it so that you're still getting yeah. those amazing cocktails and drinks in front of people, but on demand. I mean, because obviously we don't know when X Y Z arenas are going to open up again. We're, we're- we're adapting. Nothing. We certainly haven't adapted to it yet. There are places uh, like obviously Smack Shack does their online cooking program with mm-hmm. Josh Toma, and then we do wine or, or craft cocktails where, where you're getting the kit with the non-alcoholic part of it, and you're getting the alcohol and you're mixing at home with the bartender. That stuff is fun. It doesn't benefit the restaurants, obviously. It benefits right. the liquor stores because they're buying the liquor at a liquor store, but. We're, we're seeing that sort of thing, but in, you know, in the end, people in our, as you know, we, the, we're all very social people, the three of us. I've, I've, seen, right. I've seen you guys quite a bit. You see me out. We like to be there with a drink, with everybody, and, and, and bumping shoulders. And uh, I think all the adaptions, so one of the things I'm going to talk about today is single serve right. type things. Single serve is becoming a way that you, could, you can do digital uh, things where people can go out and buy single serves, or, or in some states you can mail everybody something, oh. right? Depending on the states, and they can all have what you're having. That sort of thing is 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 getting more popular, and the ability to give people an inexpensive one cocktail, one glass experience that they can join. Right. I'm glad that I appreciate you bringing that up. And so I just want to put another caveat in here for everybody out there. We do encourage you to drink responsibly, although we are fans of these particular adult beverages. We are not encouraging uh, anyone out there to uh, overconsume. Um, we, um, the three of us, are fortunate enough that in our consumptions, we uh, also understand that this is a trigger for some people out there. So we understand that, and we are not saying that you need to dive back into this. So, um, uh, 
I was thinking about you for a couple of reasons, Stuart. Because one, I would have partied with you a couple, multiple times this year. So it's not. First, I miss you, and I'm glad that you joined us here virtually. I miss you too. So secondly, I'm glad you brought up single serve because here's something I'm not sure if you're familiar with this because you are successfully relationship, but uh, of the three of us, I am the one who am not. But so what is out there right now is there's a lot of Zoom dating and and virtual dating yep. that's going on, and so um, what I was thinking of is that it would be interesting to be able to go, because you can, because one of the things and part of the phenomenon is that maybe one person would pick the takeout and have it delivered to both places. And and so you both are still eating, you know, and you're eating the same things, and I thought that would be fun. And I've only had one Zoom happy hour with a friend where we actually were drinking, drinking. Like, I've had a couple of, like, Okay, my friends, we all called it a Zoom happy hour, but nobody was necessarily drinking, you know, kind of thing. But I had one friend, and he was like you, where I'm like, okay, well, we're going to do this Zoom happy hour. And I sat down in front of the uh in front of my screen and he had an actual glass of, i was like oh well let me go get something because i was just gonna drink yeah. my tea and talk and i'm like oh but if you're drinking i'm gonna try so i you know i was wondering how would be a good way to facilitate that like would it be okay well you get a bottle like should i send a bottle to a friend should i you know how can we curate that experience that i would normally go well if you're at my house I would go downstairs because that's, you know, where my wines are. I'd come downstairs. I'd go in there. I'd open up my wine fridge and pick a thing and come back up and talk about it and go, my friend Stuart suggested this, or I read about this on this website, or I saw it in X, Y, and Z. How do I do that now virtually? In a perfect world, and I've seen this. I live at Grant Park where there's a doorman, right, and there's deliveries constantly. I've seen twice where two gals, two different gals, have gone downstairs, and to your point, the, the food was sent to them, mm-hmm. and also the person dropped off a bottle. Either they uh-huh. did it on okay. delivery, or they did it, but she, both gals had the same dinner that the guy was going to have. It was a Zoom date, yeah. and the same wine. Ah, so then you're having yeah. the same experience yeah. all the way around. Okay. So, so that's easy to do locally, and I, and I look, I haven't been on a date in 17 years. <laughs> yeah, you're doing I don't know well. what it's like, but I do know if I, if I did that, that's impressive. Yeah, I would, so, uh, yeah, okay. It would be a cool way to do it. Give them, so you both are doing exactly the same thing, it, you know, unless you were both wine geeks and you wanted to, right. you know, compare and contrast. But I think on a first date, having the same thing, go, you know, go conservative with nice Chardonnay in your mm-hmm. face. Um, that might be a, a cool way to do it. Okay. And it's done that way. Okay. So, yeah, I'd go that route. All right. So, next time I need to impress a a, a particular partner, that's what I'm going to do. I'm, oh, one, I'm going to ask get, you first, Stuart. I'm and gonna, I'll get the, you, you get the wine from me. Call yes. me, swing by, and I'll hook you up, and then oh, you can just drop it from there. Thank you. Good idea. Good idea, because I should not be left to my own devices. You well, know, it's cheaper that way to get it from me for oh, free. Well, plus, <laughs> I do look classier thanks to Stuart, like, because I look... <laughs> I love to to give wine away, so anytime you need it. And he's done a great job. The other thing, and I just want to shout this out, too, like every time, because I do some work with some charities in town, every time I need something, Stuart, you always support me anytime I'm like, hey, I'm doing something, we come up with something. So thank you for that, because not only is it, it's, 
you are incredibly generous, but you are also incredibly knowledgeable. So when I'm putting something, when I go, hey, we're going to do this silent auction or we're doing this live auction, he always does a great job of like, here's why this, here's what this is, and here's why it's impressive. So I know how to go back to our our patrons and go, here's why you should spend a lot of money on this package right. and do it. Mom was happy to help. Yeah. Thank you for thanking me. I appreciate that. that no, and again, we did that as well with the Twin City Stone Fans. I don't yep. even know how many brands we have featured that Stuart has recommended and every single person. I think when Kinky first came out, yeah. you, you yep, were yeah. like. You're like, introduce this kinky brand. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. I and hate like, that name. Me, trust because... me, people will love right. it. And guaranteed, people could not stop asking about it. Stuart there's always, so, there's always a little bit in it for me. So, yeah, okay. So, thank you for that. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. No, I, I mean, really, Stuart had even suggested that we should do, like, a kinky comedy tour. And I loved that title. It lo- But I just yeah. don't. It just implies that my jokes are a lot. Dirtier <laughs> so than they make exactly. <laughs> And so I was like, gosh darn it, because that sounds, it just sounds fun, you Correct. know, kind of thing. But then which, people... re, which, which reminds me of my, my holiday Santa joke. Hmm, okay, there, I'm ready. There, there are three stages of a man's life. One, you believe in Santa. Two, you don't believe in Santa. Three, you are Santa. Yeah, but that, I think, Shannon, that's a, that's a cool idea to have to experience the same exact thing with somebody and that's an easy thing to do with the way deliveries are these days right. what's, a, a, what's cool a good one for corporations you know a lot of corporations are having um virtual happy hours happy hours, you know, virtual happy hours. they used to go to restaurants and the, you know it would just be on the manager and it's like an open bar kind of a thing what's a good couple of options that companies and then buy, you know, a case of something and then yeah. give it to, yeah. We just, we just did that. There's a gal in my office that operates uh, a technology of some sort, and, and there, there, most of the people that she did this thing were in one state. One person was in a different state. We made a, a connection with a uh, with a liquor store, stores near where these people lived, and she funded it by paying for it through her credit card corporately. And they picked up four bottles of Orange Swift, which is a cool – California line of wine, and then we have a in-house wine educator that is very knowledgeable on Orange Swift. They did a Zoom call, so it was Colorado and an adjoining state to Colorado. I'm not sure what state. Maybe it was New Mexico. I don't know if that adjoins to Colorado. Feels like it. Feels like it does. But um, they so they had it was literally 20 different people on the Zoom call, and, and we had our educator on there for an hour, walking through each of those four Orange Swift wines, and they're all wines in the you know the twenty dollar range. So yeah. It was special, and that one went over very well. I mean, they loved it. Fabulous. And the wines were paid for. They just had to go pick them up from the liquor stores. It was like three stores took care of 20 different people, and it was great. So that's one a good idea things, to do it. Yeah, one of the things that um, I just experienced was uh, the Twin Cities Film Fest has a relationship with uh, Warner Media and, and their um, their new arm called 150, which is all about um, supporting interesting and exciting stories so we're working on something with them but one of the things that we just did was they just did was they sent me a $50 uber eats gift card Mm -hmm. awesome and then they also sent me two specific cocktail uh mixed uh recipes yep and they asked all of us there were like 30 people uh for this holiday call they asked all of us to 
for that from that Uber Eats again. It's all about like hopefully you are ordering this again. Order whatever you want, but sure. order this cut this spirit and this beer, mm-hmm. and that's going to be your first one, and then the next one's going to be your second one. And so I would it's say a great, majority, it's a great idea. Yeah. But again, also no pressure, right? If you no don't pressure. drink Uber Eats, you can use it for a restaurant. So go ahead and order some food from a restaurant, right? Instead, yeah. there wasn't like a pressure kind of a thing. But I thought that was very imaginative. Yeah. Um, the majority of the people participate, so it was really great. It is, and people, you know, people are participating because it is something to do. Mm-hmm. Baltimore Restaurant up in Roseville. I don't know if you've been there. It's a fantastic restaurant. Randy Stanley owns it. My friend David, who lives in St. Louis Park, is the food and beverage director there. They did an old-fashioned, two different types. One was traditional old-fashioned, and one was, I think, was coffee-enhanced type of thing. The non-alcoholics, right? They had a, they had a little gift pack, and they you, you would order it and pick it up from there. You, they put some gift cards and selected ones. Cost you 70 bucks for the pack, but some of them from a $50 gift card for Baltimore in it. Wow. So there, and two glasses came with the, the with the mixes for, from High West, which is which is a bourbon brand, okay. rye brand, and they... Yeah. So it was High West themed, High West, you know, that was all about High West. And then they kind of pointed out great places right now where High West was on sale. Costco in St. Louis Park has the double ride for $28. Mm-hmm. That was the suggestion there. So people would go buy that. I gave it away to my buddy Sultan for a, for a, mm-hmm. uh, for birthday gift. And so that's how you kind of bring that theme together. And people will follow that now because it's something, you know, it's cool. It's something you're giving somebody a, uh, an event to share with other people. So I think that, those type of things that, that you've described and I've described are great ways to do it. doesn't take too much effort, but it takes creativity. Right. Right. You know, what's funny is that uh, as far as specialty cocktails go, like there's a better name for this, but our friend uh, Chris Gropp did his Star Wars holiday special. And so what he made, and I thought of you, of course, during this as well, Stuart, and here's why. He made that new Baby Yoda cocktail that's very all the rage. Yeah, and so that. the Baby yeah. Yoda cocktail has Baiju in it, and I hadn't heard the word Baiju since talking to you, and yeah. then he's like, and then you put the Baiju in, yeah. and so we're all watching it virtually, so I wrote back in the chat, I'm like, Chris is now put it, trying to slide us all on fire. I am not drinking that <laughs> ever again, Correct. but I think Correct. that that's another thing is that I've been watching um, other signature cocktails and figuring out how does it make sense for me to do something like that at home, and so the, uh, there's a little broader question here, is is as a single woman who's in the house by herself and doesn't have a tendency to just sit around and drink by myself, how do I find those, like you mentioned, those, are there, have you heard of, like, certain restaurants, do I Google them and they're doing these virtual mixers or do something else? Because I think that that's also part of it is that, you know, I saw one of my friends in their chat in this group that I'm in talking about how do adults make friends? And it's it's especially difficult, and I think people are looking for more ways to connect now, and it used to be at least, like, you know, we have, you know, we're all friends with the owners of Six Myth, a restaurant here in the Twin Cities, and they would have these wine tastings uh, that I would go to, like, once a month. And I'm like, there'd be a variety of people, and sometimes I'd go with my girlfriends, but I felt comfortable going even if my girlfriends were busy, because somebody at the table would be open to going, oh, we were all there for the same reason, and you could just sit and start a conversation with somebody else. So how are we doing that virtually? Have you heard of anything out there, Stuart, that's been working so, well for people? So, of course, Six Myth is the same owner as Baltimore, yep. so that they mm-hmm. seem to be, Randy Stanley's good at yep. these type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, one one way you can do this is 
you know, and again, back to single-serve stuff. You can get nice cocktails and single-serve cans, old-fashioned, sidecars. All these different things are available from different from different you know, producers. So you can have a night where you, you, know, you get a group of people and everybody buys these, you, and you can pick a, a store that's got them or a chain that's got them. Everybody buys these three different versions of the same thing, and you have fun deciding which one you like the best, right? Or three different single-serve sparkling or three different single-serve red blend wines. It's kind of a fun way to do that, and I think it all comes down to, Shannon, back to everybody experiencing the same thing at the same time. Right. So, you can, you're, on, you're, so you're all debating the same thing. Those, again, it goes back to the single-serve makes it easy to do a number of different things at the same time, mm-hmm. right, where you don't have to buy three different – like Tattersall, for example, on a, on a related note, they're doing a lot of their pre-mixed cocktails now. You can get okay. Tattersall Old Fashions, I believe, and, and things like that where you can get the, the, the thing already prepared and already ready to go. I or if you say, idea. look, I'm going to have two girlfriends over and, and a bunch of other people are having people over, you can all buy the same bottle of, a, you know, a 32-ounce pre-mixed cocktail, that's enough for three people. Yeah. So, there, you know, you don't have to necessarily make it at home if you don't have to. But if you can, yeah, you can look online. You can see what restaurants are selling, uh, again, non-alcoholic mixes that you're adding alcohol to. Mm-hmm. Or you can, again, Tattersall is a great example. They're, they're making it all the way to the point where it's ready to go. I love and, that idea. And lungs and barleys have all that stuff. Because I'm a big fan of, you know, and, and where I am in my particular cocktail and wine journey is I'm not doing it like when I was, like, in my 20s where I'm doing it to get trashed. It's like it's part of the right. experience and it's part of the community. And you, right. I want it to be fun and entertaining. Otherwise, what's the point of me drinking? It's just expensive. <laughs> you know? So um, I like the, Correct. you know, I, I, I like that idea of going – no, we can still have something that's the entertainment side of it and it's the exploration yeah. side of it versus when I was going through my box wine phase when it was just volume. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I'm not right. in a volume right. phase in my life. I'm like, well, let's make this interesting right. and give it a shot and be able to have a story about it. What would yeah, you recommend again, for New Year's? Is- well, well, I'm a champagne guy. Yeah. Champagne, yeah. So are there single-serve champagnes I- out there? There are single serve. Moet has a little. Why don't you show you a couple of things? You want to jump yeah. into that? I'll just show you some yeah. things are kind of cool. And I guess the theme, you know, is that single serve gives you the opportunity to buy more things than, than one. Yeah. So we have, like a, we have a brand called Rosada. And I'm talking about a brand that we have, but th- this is a type that other brands have as well. So this is Moscato Diasti. This is a single serve. Okay. It's sweet. It's low in alcohol. It's only 6% alcohol. Yeah. So people that are new drinkers, mm-hmm. new drinkers or sweet drinkers mm-hmm. or young drinkers, 21 years old and above, or older people that just want something easy, Moscato Diasi is great. Here's a something you're buying in a store for, you know, 4 bucks or 4.99 or something like that. That's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's sparkling. My, one of my favorite brands is Yes Way Rosé, French sparkling wine. So here's a little bottle. This will cost you about, you know, 4 or 5 bucks. Again, for people, if you're having a party, you can buy a bunch of these different single serves. And, you know, there are, there are a ton of them in the stores. Moet Champagne, which mm-hmm. is a French champagne, they have a single serve. It's about 12 bucks in a store. Mm-hmm. Or Monte Carlo sells it for 18 bucks. or you want one glass of champagne. The right. great thing about single serves is, you know, if, if, if two people share one bottle of wine, they, one of them could be legally intoxicated yeah. at, at the end of that. That's why you see people in restaurants maybe just having one glass of wine each. Single serves satisfy that same thing. Right. This is popular. Can, cans of wine, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Beer, yeah. the, beer, 
the beer people figured this out a long time ago. That's why there's Budweiser's just selling cans of beer forever. Yeah. The wine people are like, how come people aren't drinking more wine because they don't want to buy a big bottle of it? Yeah. Uh, so this this happens to be cupcake sparkling rosé, but this is the size of a can of Coke. But mm-hmm. what people don't realize is two of these is exactly one bottle of wine. Oh, so wow. It seems like, right? So okay. it seems like a can of wine is not a lot of wine, but it's it's half a bottle. Okay. So that's popular. Good to know. Uh, Good to know. So I don't need to go through a six-pack. You know, canned cocktails that are made with liquor. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. I carried all these in my suitcase on this trip. So here's, a, here's a vodka soda. Here's a Moscow Mule. Okay. This is Joya. This is a Minnesota company. So these are cocktails that are pre-mixed. So if you just want to grab, say you're doing a little happy hour or a second date, Shannon, where you yes. Where you're comfortable being in the same place with this person, mm-hmm. you could. And that person said, "Hey, Shannon, you said, look, I want to bring something." You say, "What do you like? I love cocktails. I go buy a couple of single serves from North Loop Wine and Spirits. Gotcha. Okay. Third Avenue. Mm-hmm. Bring, the, bring two or three of these over so you have a, a little variance. Right. Here's a here's something I love. Well, here's one of my yesterday rosé cans. It's another oh, cool one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And a French rosé. Yeah. And those nice. sizes vary. This is 250 milliliters. This is about half of this. Okay. Right? okay. So yep. if you just want a, a, just one glass, this is perfect. But here's something. This is a whole new thing. This is spiked cold brew. Excuse oh, my re- okay. Here's my reflection here in my thing. <laughs> spiked um, cold so brew. So this is, this is a cold brew company, and it is 12.5% alcohol or 24%, 24 proof. They do a, a mocha, an espresso, vanilla caramel, and one other one. And uh, – so this is if you, not on a work day, of course, no. but on a Saturday, <laughs> if you're working around the house and you want a little, you know, a little shot of coffee, here's a little shot with uh, with alcohol in it. Right. It's a great, this, so this, it really, the new thing is is spiked beverages. That's what people okay. want. They want single serve of anything, kombucha, yes. coffee, sparkling, still, cocktails. Just give me, just give me a little buzz. That's all I want. Right. I don't, yeah. I, I, especially when I'm like hanging in my house, I don't need to wake up with a hangover. I'm past right. all that. I just want a little something. So This the is other, great. This is awesome. This is brand new. So I, I love this stuff. Stuart, my girlfriends and I are very into, when we're not drinking wine lately, we've been drinking the hard seltzers. Do you have yeah. any of those that you could suggest? Yeah, so, uh, so that category, that's a big deal. So if you look at some of these like spirit-based things, this yes. is a seltzer, but it's got vodka in it. Gotcha. Okay. If you look, if you look at the White Claws and the Trulies, those are malt based. Those are really okay. beer. They're they're yeah. flavored beer is what that is, but it's a huge category. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the things about White Claw, you'll see people walking down with a twelve pack of White Claw assorted, right? So there's six different flavors in there. People like right. to jump around. So hard seltzer, which is really not that hard. Seltzer, <laughs> it's not that hard, right? It's like a, uh, I don't know, it's like a slap versus a punch, <laughs> right? It's, it's, you don't get a punch out of a, a White Claw or, or a Truly because it's malt. Exactly. You might, okay. You might get one out of others. So that's big. Like I said, hard kombucha is big. Okay. And spiked anything is big. So gotcha. people love that category. And they love the fact that you can open this and drink it. If you didn't really like it, try a different flavor. Gotcha. Right. If you're buying a full bottle of something, you're stuck with that. That's right. why the single serve wine thing, more and more restaurants are going with that because people want to they want, they want to try a number of different things. That's why a plate of food is three or four things on it, right? You're not right. buying just one chunk of, of one thing and eating that. So right. I, I took a couple of notes. The other thing in the interest of time, keg wine okay. is getting bigger and bigger. You see wine in kegs. Okay. Not as, not as romantic because the bottle's not on the table, right? Right. Because right. the right. keg thing, or they, they bring you two glasses or a carafe and you're drinking that. 
I don't, I'm not a big fan of it, but it is getting popular. You know, a, a 20 ounce, a 20 liter keg of wine, which they looks like a you know soft soft drink keg. You've yes. seen them mm-hmm. uh, about this big around. They hold that, you know, it's about 120 glasses of wine. Oh, so a restaurant can plug that yeah. baby in. We'll give them a pretty tap handle. And if you're sitting at the bar, you see that and it feels good. But if you're at a table far from the bar, not so romantic, you know. Fair what I mean? Yeah, right. I like to kind of, if you get bored on a date, you can at least pick the ball up and go. Oh, look. Let's this. talk about this. Something anything but what we were talking about, right? right. <laughs> you can change it. Jayton, um, Jayton, and Stuart. Stuart, again, uh, before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you one more question. You did bring up champagne, which I'm a friend is a fan as well, and I've had a couple of friends that have uh, dropped off some bottles for me as our our holidays are, are wrapping up around here. What champagnes? Again, should I start looking at, and what's the new trends as far as that goes? So you know, it's funny. Rosé champagne is a, is a new trend, okay. it's, and it's going to be bigger in 2021. The other thing, prosecco, which you've all heard of prosecco, it's yes. Italian sparkling wine. They've just legally now um, greenlighted prosecco to come up with rosé prosecco. Okay, so you're going to see rosé prosecco for the first time starting real soon here. Mm-hmm. So pink, pink is a big deal right now. Okay. Um, and but when you're looking at champagne, for something to be called champagne, it's got to be from champagne. Mm-hmm. It's got to be made a certain way. So you know, Vuitlico, the you know the the orange label they call it, but it's really kind of yellow. Yep. That's a great one. That has to be one that I sell. But I like any champagne. Okay. And prices are great this year for champagne because the slowdown in the restaurant business worldwide has created a little bit of a glut. So you're finding champagne that may, maybe used to be, you know, sixty or seventy bucks a bottle in the store coming down to thirty. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Look, pretty... for, for, look for French champagne, and uh, and if it's a good, if it's if you can get it for thirty to fifty, go for it. But okay. uh, that's that's it. But, it, but again, the the, the rosé thing will be coming in the uh, in the new year, and I think you're going to see a lot of people as soon as that the economy comes back around again, seeing some great deals in French products in general. So, uh, how can we support you? How can we support uh, your vendors? What's the best way to uh, make sure we get out there and we're supporting you appropriately when we are uh, looking for our you know, beverages? You, you know what? I, I think that the retail business is booming this year. These okay. the retail stores have had a great year at the expense, not at the expense of, but because of the restaurant shutdown. Right. I think the best way you can support uh, me is to support the, the places that are doing business. On premise. So when the rest, when you're comfortable getting back in the restaurants, only when you're comfortable. Yes. Go back in the restaurants and and, and take care of those folks and, and put money back in that sector. And I think that would be great. Just as I'll do in the movie theater business or movie business, I want to get back to the theaters. I don't want to watch uh, right. movies at home. I, I right. don't, and I hope I, don't, I never get used to that. So let's get on support the on premise, and then there are they need the help quite frankly. Right. Well, Jayton, we have some uh, fancy stuff coming up in January with the Twin Cities Film Fest, so let's tell everybody about that before we go as well. Yeah, we have our Shorts Showcase, Minnesota Shorts Showcase, which is essentially um, the the short films, premieres of short films from Minnesota artists shot here, some in COVID times, some before COVID times, Uh, premiere of it on our website, uh, TwinCitiesFilmFest.org. That's mid-January. Um, and we're excited to launch um, uh, something around Black History Month in February. Yes, and I have some fun at, stuff that yeah, we're working yeah, on. Yeah. We have mm-hmm. some amazing things coming up. Uh, and again, keep supporting, uh, you know, as much as what Stuart just said, the way you help the Twin Cities Film Fest is to keep your generosity for nonprofits alive. Um, ideally, it is nonprofit that you truly care about. You want to make sure you're supporting them. So, 
you know, for me at the end of the year, I ask for end of the year donations um, to nonprofits. So I'm just going to encourage anybody and everybody to pick a nonprofit that they want to give to and please give. And that's how you support everybody else around you. I appreciate that. There are lots of ways that we can make sure that we are still maintaining our sense of community, although things look a lot different, uh, particular as well, as we said, you know, make sure that you're you're picking up your takeout if you're able-bodied to do that. Make sure you're going out and figuring out ways that you can responsibly figure out ways to maintain this community. Uh, for me, personally, a lot of my performer friends are still trying to find virtual ways to do that, so maybe that's a great opportunity. You can go out, find all your single-serve beverages, and encourage your friends uh, to watch some fantastic virtual performances that are out there as well until we can all figure out a way to uh, be back in person. And and uh, definitely, Stuart, uh, as soon as we are feeling comfortable, you need to be one of my uh, first people that I see in person because I miss you immensely, immensely, and I'm sure Jayton agrees. You guys love me so much. You invite me back every four years. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. Do not call us out. That is a lie. <laughs> the devil is anyway, a lie. It's, <laughs> always, it's always great to see you. And, uh, and I, I hope to see you in person very, very soon. Thank you, Stuart. The feeling Thank is mutual, you. Stuart. For everybody else out there, please make sure you follow Be Our Geek. You can find Be Our Geek Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email us at BeOurGeekShow at gmail.com. And you can also leave us a message. Just call us at 612-276-2774. That's 612-276-2774. Hey, we hope you enjoy this podcast. Please like and subscribe to Be Our Geek wherever you find us. And I appreciate everybody. Make sure you keep listening. We love you. We miss you. And continue to be our geek with everyone about something. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.